welcome to the February 25th episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Miranda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world. This week, we bring you news on new financing projects for the African continent, privatizations in Angola and Cape Verde, infrastructure developments in Cameroon, and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Diana, over to you. We start this week's episode with an investment announcement by the European Union, which will mobilize 170 billion US dollars for the development of the African continent. The investment is an effort to position Europe as Africa's investment partner of choice and will be directed towards renewable energy, natural disaster prevention, internet access, transportation, vaccine production, and education. Another investment announcement came from the African Export-Import Bank, which will mobilize 1 billion US dollars to ensure the continuous implementation of the African continental free trade area. In the context of this financing, a management agreement has been signed for the Adjustment Fund, which was designed to facilitate the implementation process and support African continental free trade area members and private entities during the process. The Adjustment Fund will also operate as a compensation compensation mechanism to mitigate the short-term fiscal impact of the possible loss of tariff revenue by certain states, providing direct funding to member states and funding sector initiatives as required, while also helping to mitigate the impact of climate change, promoting gender equality, and developing young entrepreneurship. An Angolan delegation headed by the Minister of State for Economic Coordination recently traveled to the United Arab Emirates in order to attract investment to the country, meeting with government entities and private companies, including the Minister of State for Foreign Affairs and International Cooperation and the Abu Dhabi Fund for Development. The fund provides concessionary loans to finance economic and social development projects and manages investments aimed at expanding and strengthening economies. In the meantime, sports venues will be included in the Angolan state's privatization package. Without specifying the number or the name of the public infrastructures to be handed over to the private sector, the Minister of Youth and Sports stated that the measure aims at improving the management of sports assets and that the privatization process is advancing rapidly. This will most likely include some of the stadiums built to host the 2010 African Cup of Nations. Further north, the Cape Verde International Fair, in partnership with the Ministry of Industry, Trade and Energy and the Ministry of Finance and Business Development, is organizing an international fair of renewable energies and energy efficiency to be held next March in the city of Praia. The event will bring together national and international players and will present an excellent opportunity for the Cape Verdean government to promote the country's energy transition program and to engage with the sector stakeholders. After having been suspended because of the pandemic, the process for the privatization of Cape Verde Sports has resumed with the support of a work team comprising several public entities, such as the Ministry of the Sea, the Ministry of Finance, Enapor, the country sport management company, and the Authority of the Special Economic Zone of Maritime Economy in San Vicente. Besides the rebirth of the privatization process of ports, it was also announced that the works of the cruise terminal are already underway and that the project should be finished within 22 months. 
In Cameroon, the focus is once again on infrastructure enhancement. According to information provided by the government, the European Investment Bank and the European Union have granted a total of 80.7 billion CFA francs to Cameroon to renew the 330-kilometer Balabo-Nguadere railway line. These resources will improve the quality of multimodal transport services by optimizing the operation of the 47-year-old railroad line, which is essential for service serving the national hinterland in the northern part of the country, as well as the connection with Chad and the Central African Republic. Over the next 10 years, an investment of over 470 billion CFA francs is planned for the improvement of road and rail infrastructures in the Douala-Jamina corridor. The World Bank has already approved financing of 311 billion CFA francs for the project, loaning 181 billion to Cameroon and 130 billion to Chad, while the European Union plans to grant around 101 billion CFA francs to Chad. The remaining funds are expected to be raised by Camrail, a subsidiary of the Bologé Group and a concessionaire for rail transport in Cameroon. The project will involve the rehabilitation of the railroad between Douala and Yondé and the modernization of railway signaling between Douala and Nagondéré, the rehabilitation of freight transfer platforms between rail and road, and the strengthening of railway capacity and road safety, the reconstruction, maintenance and improvement of roads, and trade facilitation and support for the implementation of the project. In Equatorial Guinea, oil and gas giant Chevron is looking to sell its stake in three oil and gas fields, hoping that the recent surge in energy prices will help attract buyers. Chevron holds a 38% interest in the Azang oil field and the Olanda natural gas field in Equatorial Guinea's Block 1, as well as a 45% interest in the Allen gas and condensate field in Block O, operating all three. The sale process could raise as much as 1 billion US dollars. The Financial Times has revealed the winners of its European cities and regions of the future 2022-2023 ranking, and two Portuguese cities made it onto the list, which recognizes the best and the brightest among Europe investment destinations. Oporto is ranked third among medium-sized European cities in the category of best strategy for attracting direct foreign investment, moving up two places from the previous edition of the report, while Braga is considered the fifth city of the future in the category dedicated to the strategy for attracting foreign investment for cities with a population of up to 200,000, also climbing two places in the ranking in relation to the previous report. To Santomé and Príncipe now, and as a part of the economic and sustained development of the country, the Business Confederation will hold another business summit from the 16th to the 18th of March, which will be the perfect stage to present the country's enormous potential, resources and business opportunities. São Tomé and Príncipe and Nigeria have just announced a 4 billion US dollar investment in the two countries as a result of the business forum held by the Nigerian and São Tomé authorities two months ago in Abuja. This amount would be made available in three tranches, where the first, between March and April, would be for short-term investments estimated at 50 million US dollars, followed from April to June by medium-term investments ranging from 250 to 500 million, culminating in the third tranche for long-term investments that could be as much as 1 billion US dollars to finance projects in institutional areas and in the private sector. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be back with you in two weeks' time with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world.
Please join us then for more news from the 19 Marin Alliance jurisdictions. If you have time, also drop by our website or LinkedIn page, where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Diana Teodoro from our Lisbon office and Luis Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Catarina Moraes from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.